One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. Hi everyone, I'm David Garrido. Welcome along to the La Liga Lowdown Minipod with Radio Stakhanov, broadcast on Sirius XM MFC 157 in North America. This is our roundup of match day four in La Liga. Uh, no famous footballers or coaches to introduce us this time because actually for me, the stars of the show are the rest of the La Liga Lowdown squad. So over to them to tell us what is coming up in this week's show. Hi, I'm Alex Johnson. Real Madrid dropped points for the first time this season, held by an impressive athletic club at San Marmés, as young keeper Unai Simon had a Saturday night to remember in front of his home fans. I'm Hugh McTeer here at Sunny Butarque, where Villarreal beat Leganés 1-0 to sneak their first win of the campaign and ease the early season pressure on Javi Calleja. But there's still plenty of work to do. This is Román Darquer in the northeast of Spain. I'll be looking at the first ever La Liga game at home for Huesca on Friday night and how Rayo Vallecano spoiled the occasion to get their first points of the season. Hi, this is Paco Polita at Mestalla. If you were expecting a goal first in the sunshine between Valencia and Real Betis, sadly you would be mistaken on both fronts. And Los Ches still haven't won in La Liga ahead of their return to the Champions League. We'll also be looking at why Sevilla have gone off the boil in La Liga since their big opening day win. Plus to look ahead to some of the European fixtures that are coming our way as the group stages get underway. Well, last week we had new leaders. Now we've got outright leaders as Barcelona remain the only team in Spain's top division with maximum points, 12 out of 12. But this was perhaps the result which was most in doubt because of the curse of Anoeta, a curse that looked like continuing on this visit to Real Sociedad Stadium, which has had a proper facelift rather than just a lick of paint. Remember that running track? Well, thankfully that's gone. The stands look great, the pitch too. And it looked like it was going to be a perfect day for the home fans as Aritz Elastondo of all people fired home a rocket of a left foot strike to give La Real the lead. It had been an interesting choice from Aneto Alverde to start with Sergio Roberto, Ivan Rakitic and Rafinha in midfield and true enough, one nil down at half-time changes were made. First, Sergio Roberto back to right back as Nelson Smedo went off and Philippe Coutinho came on and then Sergio Busquets replacing Rafinha before the hour. But at that point, Rosasdag could have extended their lead. Miguel Oyarzabal over the bar and both Teo Hernandez and Juan Mi denied by Marc-Andre Ter Stegen when one-on-one. And Coutinho then had a fierce curling shot saved by Geronimo Rui, leading to a Barca corner. Here it comes over everyone. Gerard Piquet wins a header and it's in. And it's Luis Suarez, who's barely had a touch all game, who finds the back of the net. Well, just when Real Sociedad thought they were on the verge of making it 2-0, it 
it's Barca who are back in this one. Messi with the corner. In swinger with the left now. It's another fairly unconvincing punch and it's in. And it's Ousmane Dembélé. The ball got some help on his way through. Took a deflection and it's beyond everyone. But once again, it comes from poor goalkeeping. So that's how those two Barca goals went in on 11 Sports in the UK. A yes, really at fault for both of them. A 2-1 it finished. As for his opposite number, Ter Stegen, well, those crucial saves at the start of that second half prompted Jordi Alba to describe the German as the best keeper in the world. Uh, well, it was certainly a game-changing display anyway. A manager, Ernesto Valverde, claimed that he was only a little bit worried and never thought the game was lost. While Luis Suarez said it was the introduction of Coutinho which made the difference as he changes the dynamic of the team. So, four straight wins in La Liga. Not bad build-up for Barcelona going into Tuesday's home game with PSV Eindhoven as they kick off their Champions League campaign with Inter Milan and Tottenham also in Barca's group. Uh, by the way, uh, that Real Sociedad Barcelona game was our Partidas Predictions choice on YouTube last Friday. Go check out our channel by heading to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash La Liga Lowdown or indeed just put La Liga Lowdown into your search engine. Uh, no one got the scoreline spot on but Roman and I got a Barca win so we add a single point to our tallies. You and Paco still joint leaders overall on five points. Roman joins Alex on four points. I move up to two. Later that day, the Blaugrana would have been boosted by great rivals Real Madrid dropping points. So they travelled to Athletic Club in one of the glamour games of the weekend, a breathless game which finished one apiece. It was the home side who started the brighter. Iñaki Williams and Marquez Sosaeta with chances before Yuri produced a save from Thibaut Courtois. And at the other end, Marco Asensio warmed the hands of Unai Simon. But then, on the half hour, a sweeping move from Athletic. Oscar De Marcos and Sosaeta combining and then Iker Muniain nicking the ball off Williams for 1-0. A lead they held at half-time after Luka Modric's deflected shot was saved brilliantly by Unai Simon again. A Julian Lopetegui brought on Casemiro for Dani Ceballos at the start of the second half and the Brazilian basically spent the rest of the game niggling with Raul Garcia. Another excellent Unai Simon save this time at close range from Sergio Ramos kept Atletico ahead at least for another four minutes. Tony Kroos's diagonal bouncing ball was clipped from the byline with his wrong foot back towards the penalty spot by Gareth Bale for Isco of all people to head home the equaliser. And then Madrid really stepped into this game, dominating possession, camping on the edge of the Athletic 18-yard box. Again, Unai Simon had to be alert to deny Asensio, but the host held firm. It's a decent point for Athletic Club, but the first two dropped by Madrid in La Liga this season. Alex Johnson is our lady in the north of Spain. Uh, Alex, this was spirited stuff, wasn't it, from Athletic? How has Toto Berizzo been making his presence felt since being appointed, and how has he moulded this side to become more competitive? It was for sure spirited stuff and this Athletic has definitely already got a Barista stamp on it. It's almost like day and night from what they looked like last season under Kukusiganda. A key signing this summer has been Yuri Bercice who fits perfectly into the type of possession attacking style that Berisso likes in his teams. So we are seeing Athletic more alert on the pitch. They work harder, they press a lot more and higher up the pitch. Real Madrid, they did not get much time to breathe to be honest and that's the key here in Berisso's tactics, intense pressing and man marking, which is very demanding physically on the players. So I think some rotations are to be expected this season. But more than that, he's also a man who likes looking to the youth, which is only a positive thing in a club like Athletic, and rightly so. Unai Simon made a real marking goal against Real Madrid, and I'm sure there will be many more young Lions making their roars heard at San Mes this season. Thanks, Alex. We'll have more from Alex later. Uh, by the way, Real Madrid face Roma on Wednesday in the Champions League, and their group also contains CSKA in Moscow and Victoria.
Victoria Pilsen. And so to the game between Atletico Madrid and Eibar at the Wanda Metropolitano. A one-all draw centred around one superb goalkeeping performance. No, not from Jan Oblak on this occasion, but little heralded Marko Dimitrovic. Unless if you're an Eibar fan, because he was your player of the year last year. The Serbian produced a brilliant display of shot-stopping and reflex efforts to keep out Antoine Griezmann, Saul, Diego Costa and Diego Godin. A total of eight saves. There was just no way past him. Not yet, at least. Meanwhile, at the other end, both and the captain Anet Sarbia had hit the frame of the goal for Eibar. Just as the game seemed to be heading for nil-nil, across from the right was controlled at the far post by Pablo de Blasis on his debut. His centre wasn't dealt with by either Oblak or Godin, and Sergio Enrich stabbed home. Despite a brief pause to check the VAR for either a foul or a handball from Enrich, it was neither, and the goal stood. It looked like Eibar might wander out of the wonder with an unlikely victory, but there was an even unlikely saviour for Atleti. Their injury issue had forced them to put even more youth players on the bench, one of them being Borja Garces, who would come on for Rodri. Uh, in the 94th minute, Angel Correa got to the byline, pulled the ball back towards the boy who'd only turned 19 just last month. Uh, Borja's first touch a little heavy, but he did enough to get a shot away, and it was one that finally beat Dimitrovic. Literally seconds of added time remained. Atleti were probably relieved they at least got a point, but really they should have scored earlier and taken all three. La Liga Lowdown's Ewan McTeer was watching this game, are you and how concerning is this now for Atleti taking just five points from the first 12 on offer? Well, David, it is concerning for Atletico Madrid. This is a worse start to a La Liga season since 2009. However, there is one positive, and that's the fact that they only have to face Marco Dimitrovic once more this season. Atletico now know how it feels to be oblacked, as their expected goals was 2.47 versus Eibar's 1.21. So, being realistic, this was a bit of a fluke result and the Capital City team should have won the match. For Eibar, it was a good result, but they will know that they were quite fortunate. The game did raise deeper issues about Atletico's squad depth as they only had 15 senior players available. Luckily, one of the youth teamers came off the bench to score, but you cannot expect that every week. Speaking of Borja Garfez, what a story. He was born in Melilla, which is one of the Spanish enclaves on the Moroccan coast and became the first player born there to score in La Liga since 1987. It's been quite a week for him, as he only made his B team debut last week too. But he's thinking about the team, not about himself. I'm not entirely happy, he said after that Eibar match. I'd have preferred a victory, he added. Thanks, Ewan. It is Monaco away for Atletico on Tuesday with a Club Rouge and a Borussia Dortmund to come in Europe after that. Ewan was at one of the other games in the Spanish capital, by the way. More on that in the second part of the show. The other game on Super Saturday featured two teams of which much was expected in this 2018-19 season. And while the first game between Valencia and Ravetis last season was a crazy affair with nine goals, this one typically ended goalless. And despite that, maybe the biggest call was VAR not being used for Dani Parejo, who appeared to thrust an elbow at Junior. He also hit the crossbar in the second half, while Christian Piccini denied his former side by clearing Takashi Nui's goal-bound effort off the line. Uh, Valencia weren't helped by Jeffrey Kondogbia suffering an injury in the first half and having to be replaced by Daniel Vass. Uh, well, our Paco Polit was at Mestalla reporting for La Liga Lodan. Ultimately, a fair result, but one which doesn't really help either team. Indeed, and we should also add that while Betis dominated in the opening minutes, Valencia were much better in the second 
second half. The biggest news, however, are related to Geoffrey Kondogbia's ankle injury, which should rule him out from the Champions League opening game. One of the most exciting moments came when Gonzalo Guedes came into the game from the bench and got the warmest welcome from the Mestalla fans, thanking him for his resilience this summer and desire to come back to Valencia. He fitted right away into the team and showed the same speed and quality from last season. Giovanni Lo Celso also played for Los Peticos. The former PSG midfielder came in the 80th minute, but in his case, he didn't have an impact on the game. At the end of the day, a rainy day, by the way, the score remained unchanged. That's only three points for Valencia in the four games played before their huge Champions League debut against Italian champions Juventus. Well, Marcelino said the Valencia of last year was history and that they need to become a competitive team and a winning team. But otherwise, it doesn't sound like he's going to lose sleep over Valencia's poor start to the season with three draws and a defeat from their opening four games. Besides, it's Juventus who come to Mestalla on Wednesday and Manchester United and Young Boys are their other group opponents. As for Betis Bosquique Setien, well, that is three games in which they failed to score, their only goal being the winner against Sevilla before the international break. He said they need to create more clear-cut chances for all of their possession, but he also praised his players for their defensive work. It is also three clean sheets in a row, two away from home. It's still early in the season. We've covered last season's top four. More to come here on Aliga Lowdown in a couple of ticks. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to La Liga Lowdown's mini-pod with Redis Sakano, broadcast on Sirius XMFC 157 in North America. We are recapping the games from match day four. Four down, six to go. Next game to look out, the Sunday night game. Let's set the scene here. Sevilla looking to bounce back from their defeat at Real Betis before the international break. They're at home to Hedafi. They want to build momentum into the Europa League group stage. The atmosphere is building at the Sanchez-Piswan. The iconic anthem reverberates around the stadium. We're ready for kickoff. And then 
then, moments after that first whistle. Amath, this is Molina, thinks about a shot, sluts a lovely ball through. There's the finish from Angel. It's 1-0. The flag stays down. The stadium is stunned. And with three minutes on the clock, it's 1-0 to Hitafe. Giving it back to Suarez. Oh, that might fall for Angel. 2-0. It's a comedy of errors in the area. A little bit fortunate. I don't think that was an intentional assist. 38 minutes on the clock. It's 2-0 to Hitafe. Yeah, 2-0 to the visitors at half-time. Sergio Gomez with the unfortunate touch into the path of Angel Rodriguez for the second goal. Uh, the damage done when the host failed to clear their lines, having actually recovered the ball. Sergio Gomez himself put it simplest and best. It feels pretty bad, he said. The team didn't play well. Pablo Sarabia said they attacked better than they defended and that it's normal that the fans aren't happy when we don't win. Neither are we. That's a reference to the whistles at full time. But Alex Vidal maybe gave us a clue by saying you have to adapt as quickly as possible to where the boss wants you to play. Yes, Pablo Machin may have a more talented squad, individually at least, but making them play like last season's Girona is easier said than done and harder when you have less time on the training pitch and instead a demanding early autumn of fixtures ahead. Not that we should take anything away from Hetafe. What you see is what you get from Jose Bodalas' side. There's no frills here, just a team who are deadly serious about what they do and how they do it. They'll punish any error. They're very sure of themselves and that can unsettle any opponent. Next up for them, Atletico at home in La Liga on Saturday. You'd be brave to bet against Hetafe. Now we've heard about Atleti's struggles. Well, another team who'd also enjoyed a poor start to the season are Villarreal. One point out of nine heading into the international break. It could have easily been one point out of 12 after their game against Leganes. Their striker, Guido Carrillo, was the man at the centre of this game. His first header from a Jonathan Silver cross brought out Sergio Azenjo's most feline reflexes. His second flashed past the Villarreal's keeper's far post. But his best chance came early in the second half. Diego Roland's volley hit Mario Gaspar on the hand. Not that it was in an unnatural position or away from his body, but penalty given. Carrillo put the spot kick high and wide. Awful pen. And Lego were made to pay. 15 minutes later, Miguel Ayun floated in a free kick from deep on the left and substitute Carlos Baca flicked it backwards from his head and into the net. Pablo Fornal's introduction also helped. He won the free kick in the first place. And later, Layun hit the post from a direct free kick and Villarreal held on to the three points, their first win of the season. La Liga Lodan's Juan McTier was at Butarque. This was a battle of two teams searching for their first win and Villarreal were the ones who got it. It was potentially very important for the coach, Javi Calleja, that they did, as there was no patience shown last September when Fran Escriba was sacked after six La Liga games and after a trip to Southern Madrid when Hitafi smashed the East Coast team 4-0. This trip to the capital suburbs was a happy one for them though, and it means they now take some positivity into the Thursday night Europa League game against Rangers. The truth is that Villarreal hadn't been too poorly before this victory. It was a case of things just not following their way. They now seem to have showed things up at the back, while Carlos Baca managed to score his first goal since his summer return up in attack. Villarreal still need to work out what their midfield shape is going to be in a post-Rodri Hernandez world, and if they're going to persist with a diamond formation. But they just have so much quality in there that they're currently fifth in terms of passing, with an average of 4.65 passes a game, and sixth in terms of possession, with 53.2%. So things are starting to look up. And afterwards, we got a quick word with one of the main protagonists, Mexico international Miguel Layun. We're very excited. It's our first win. Yeah, and I think it's very important. It's because the emotional thing, you know. When you start winning, everything can keep going uh, even better and better. So hopefully we will keep this, this path. And obviously the most, the most important is keep working and try to find more matches like this. 
to Catalonia now, where Espanyol made it two home wins out of two. Bouncing back from their surprising loss at Alaves, the home side dominated the first half against the Levante team, camped inside their 4-4-2, with mainly the tireless Jose Luis Morales as an attacking outlet. And even though the visitors started the second 45 confidently, veteran striker Sergio Garcia took the wind out of their sails with a superb strike to beat Oyer after Jose Campaña had lost the ball to Esteban Granero and Gerard Moreno had provided the layoff to his fellow striker. And midfielder Sergio Zara was also impressive after the game. He said that Espanyol could beat anyone. Well, next Saturday, they play Real Madrid away, so we can test that theory straight away. Alaves lost at Barcelona on the opening day, but they've been unbeaten since, making it back-to-back victories by beating Real Valladolid at the Estadio José Zorrilla. You had to wait until the 93rd minute for the winner, and the 92 minutes that have preceded it were pretty dire. Uh, but the strike that sealed it for the visitors was excellent. A lovely, clean but controlled finish by Ibai Gomez, arriving into the box after Johnny had teared down the left and centred. It was a finish that even Ronaldo, or phenomenal Ronaldo, would have been proud of, even if the outcome would have annoyed him. He was sat for the first time in the Palco, the director's box, at his home ground, having bought a 51% stake in Valladolid last week. So, the Pusela, that's the nickname for Valladolid, one of the promoted teams. And on Friday night, we had a battle between the other two promoted teams, Huesca and Rayo Vallecano. And a historic moment at the Estadio El Alcoraz for Huesca. It was the first time that it had ever witnessed La Liga football. Some occasion, it was a shame that the performance that they offered their home fans didn't match up to that. The goal to win it for Rayo was a belter, though. Stoke Cloney, Janelli and Buller with a left foot rocket into the top right-hand corner just before the half hour. Plenty of other chances during this game. Raul de Tomas narrowly missed and then had a headed goal disallowed for a foul, but Huesca had the clearest chance to equalise. Gonzalo Melero totally fluffed a header, but it went to the path of Jimmy Avila, who somehow scooped it over the bar from a couple of yards out. Uh, Luis Advincula almost rivaled Mbilla with a long-range strike of his own, but it came back off the post. Uh, Roman de Arquette was watching this game for La Liga Lodan. Uh, Roman, how important was it for Real to get their first point of the season? And what qualities do these two sides possess in their battle to avoid relegation? I think both teams needed the victory badly. Rayo in the short term, as they were the only team with zero points, and Huesca because they seemed like they might be one of the weaker sides this season, despite a good first two games. Michel has finally been given a decent squad to fight for another season in Primera. Signings like De Tomas, Imbula and Kakuta are proven to be trustworthy, especially the first two that had a great debut at El Alcoraz. Rayo played smartly, they weren't too aggressive in attack and their fullbacks at Vincula and Moreno were more restrained than usual in their offensive duties. They were waiting for their opportunity and it finally came with a stunning shot by Imbula. Whereas Huesca went for ball control, but their football was timid and imprecise, leaving out Cucho Hernández and Alex Gallar, who were probably two of Leo Franco's best players in the start of the season, proved to be the wrong decision. Longo tried to carry central defenders to make space for his teammates, but there was a lack of understanding with Ezequiel and Gurrer. It felt like Cucho could have exploited those spaces much better. So I think it's still quite early to tell, but the sensation is that Rayo has a stronger squad than Huesca and that they might be able to pull it off. Since the beginning, I felt like Huesca would be one of the teams to struggle the most to stay up. And after today's game, my opinion certainly hasn't changed. Cheers, Roman. Uh, match day four ended with the Monday night game at Ontilivi as Girona beat Celta Vigo 3-2. Uh, both teams reverted to three at the back and it resulted in a pulsating, entertaining game. Uh, Christian Stuani scored the first for the home side uh, before Yago Aspas equalised with a sumptuous left-footed free kick past Bono. Uh, then Pedro Alcalá put Girona back in front with a diving header and a Celta surged for another equaliser while Girona punished them on the break. Another Pedro, Porro, assisted Stuani for his second and Girona's third with Porto also evolved 
involved in the breakaway move. Acelta made the last few minutes a bit more uncomfortable with Sofian Buffal's left foot volley squeezing past Bono's right-hand post, but Gustavo Cabral was sent off in stoppage time. 3-2 to Girona is how it finished. Finally, a decent game as match day four came to a close. So the top of the table looks like this. Barcelona, 12 points from four games. Real Madrid, 10 points from four games. And then a quintet of teams on seven points from four games. Espanyol, Getafe, Celta, Girona and Alaves. At the bottom, it is Leganes, who are rock bottom with one point. Valladolid, second bottom with two. Rayo, third bottom with three points, but from just three games. And Valencia, just out of the relegation zone on goal difference, having played a game more. Looking ahead, we now get into European football good and proper. And we've discussed who the top teams are facing in the Champions League, but what about the continent's second competition? Rabetis and Villarreal start their Europa League campaigns. And of course, they're joined by Sevilla, who've already played six games in this competition, getting through the qualifiers. While Betis drew a group containing AC Milan, Villarreal have a tough-looking trio of opponents, and Sevilla will also be racking up the air miles between now and Christmas. Let's go back to Alice Johnson on this one. Uh, Alex, what's your view on what lies ahead for the Spanish teams in the Europa League and this week's games? Starting off, difficult groups or not, we need to expect all of these teams to progress from their groups. The level of Spanish football at the moment is so high that anything else will be considered as a failure. Betis, they have AC Milan, but one to worry about is definitely Olympiacos in their group that they are playing this week. One of the most difficult waygrounds you can go to. Adding to that, Olympiacos ended third in the Greek league last season, which was a huge disappointment. They've changed things up and are out for revenge this year. That might just be the most difficult match in the group for Betis and I'd be happy with a point to be honest. Going on to Villarreal they've had their worst start in 20 years but it's too early to worry and the win this weekend against Leganes with Paca getting on the score sheet will be a real boost for the yellow submarines. Rangers are coming up for them and here I do think that the bad start can actually serve them well I wouldn't be surprised if Rangers underestimate them and we all know that you should never do that when it considers Villarreal. Rounding up with Sevilla do I need to say anything more than that this is the Sevilla League. Back-to-back losses in La Liga only means that Standard Lier will have a storm coming their way. Ouch. Well, that's about it for this edition of La Liga Lowdown's mini-pod. Just a reminder of where you can catch us on other platforms. On Twitter, we are at La Liga Lowdown. We'll keep you posted on all things Spanish football throughout the week, especially with all of that European action going on. We do video content too, so don't forget our YouTube channel. Head to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash La Liga Lowdown or simply put La Liga Lowdown into your search engine. Uh, there's our website for all of our content in one place, so go visit www.laligalowdown.com and don't forget, we've got you covered audio-wise however you listen to us either on Sirius XMFC 157 in North America or as a podcast for either your Apple device or Android. Make sure you give us a five-star review. We would be eternally grateful. That's your La Liga Lowdown. See you next time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 